0: Welcome to the Debbie IDP Grind podcast, episode 19. Can you dig it? I am your host, Daryl Winstead, and I am joined with my co-host, Eric Harroff. How's
1: it going, Eric? It's going pretty pretty good, man. Getting some snow up here. Wish we had it over Christmas, but I'll take it.
0: Take oh, we it. actually did get snow for Christmas. We got about five oh, inches down here. Wow. Yeah. It yep. started snowing... Uh, um, late that uh christmas eve night and it just just kept on coming so yeah we had about five inches which is a lot for us but
1: hey it's better than nothing i think it was like 60 degrees on christmas i'm like
0: yeah it's you sometimes it gets cold or whatever or we'll see a few flurries or it'll be rainy and dreary but we actually got a white christmas first time we've had one in a while so it was pretty exciting
1: that's awesome good uh you have a good christmas I did. I did. It was busy. Yeah, of course. Christmas Eve I, with my in-laws. Christmas Day with my parents. So yeah, I got a lot
0: of new Titans stuff. I got a new Titans hat. I got a Titans table and a chair and all kinds of goodies. There
1: you go. That works. The collection keeps growing. <laughs> right? Yeah, I got enough of that stuff. So, but you know, it was good. It was yep. good. Quiet and got all the Christmas stuff. Took down already. Yeah.
0: So. I don't know about you, but I enjoyed the four days off. So,
1: yeah, I I well, I'm on my normal six off. So, oh it okay, all at Christmas. And all
0: right. luckily, I'll get another four this coming weekend for New Year. So I'm going to enjoy that too because it'll probably be the last days I get off for a little while. Yep. Yeah. Then, anyway, we will get on with the show. Um, the news and notes is pretty quick this week.
1: Did you hear that? Yeah, I I think that was my... my I was
0: like, all right. All right, so the the news and notes will be short this week. Uh, North Carolina linebacker Chas Ratt has decided to opt out of the Orange Bowl and will prepare for the draft. Uh, Man, this is a stickler for me. I get it. I understand why they're opting out. But if you play your whole season with the team and then you opt out right before the bowl game... I'm sorry. That's just, that's wrong. I, I think if you're going to opt out because of COVID issues or whatever during the season, that's fine. Or even an injury or whatever, that's fine. But if you're going to play the whole season and then wait till the last game, because that's, that's just wrong. Because some of your teammates, they're not going to the NFL. You know, this is their moment. So you're, I feel like you're kind of depriving them of a chance at a big win, uh, a big bowl win or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but
1: I, I do actually. I do actually, and ever I think Leonard Fournette was really one of the first guys that did it. Him and McCaffrey, yeah. Him and McCaffrey both did it, and obviously I'm a huge McCaffrey fan, but nonetheless I was still like, you guys played your whole year. Right. It it, it is it is disappointing, but I mean I get it, but it still still sucks from like because I think they're going to be North Carolina is going to be without like four starters, I think. Yep.
0: And Florida's gonna be without a bunch, I saw today. Kyle Pitts and him. I just I get it. You're protecting your investment, which is yourself. But uh I just think if you're playing the whole season, you can you can you at least owe it to your teammates to play the ball game. If not, do it early. You know, Bosa was hurt, Nick Bosa was hurt a few years ago with that core muscle, and he just shut it all the way down. I get yep. that, but if you're healthy and playing, I think you owe it to your teammates to to at least finish the ball game. So
1: I'm with you on that one.
0: Uh, here was a two that popped up today. Big names. Um, Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchison has decided to forego the NFL and return for another season with the Wolverines. Kind of shocked me. Um, usually we're seeing these names forego their senior years or you know whatever and jump to the draft, and he's decided he's coming back for another year. And I think it's a smart move
1: for him. I I do too because I know he was injured most of this year, so he didn't get a chance to you know. Show what he wanted to, but I think it's actually a good decision. It's it's already a deep edge class the way it is, so why not just come back next year and hopefully be on top of your game next year? And I know obviously there's always that risk of another injury or whatnot, but I mean you already had it this year, so right? Why not?
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of players that probably should come back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just helps their draft stock, and I think that's what he's he's gambling on too. So uh yeah, I like it. Uh good move for him, good move for the Wolverines. <laughs> yep, Definitely helped them, especially with them losing uh Quiddy Pay and, and uh Cameron McGone, they'll they'll be needing him big time. So
1: I heard McGrown. I thought I didn't know he might even come back. I, I don't oh know. really
0: see I hadn't seen that. I, I just guessing that he would declare and leave. So I know Pay has, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Let's see the uh, fight. Yeah, I'm not 100 sure. I thought I can't remember where I read it. I'll have to find it and look for it. But okay, I'm pretty sure he was going. He was still on the fence. So
0: yeah, maybe he is. Yeah, there's a few like that. I mean, I get it, but I, I think if you're on the fence about where you stand, I, I think if you get that draft grade back and or draft evaluation back, and it's not what you think it is. I think you need to come on back for another year, especially right. with this no eligibility year going. So um, we'll see. Maybe there'll be a bunch more that to uh, join Hutcherson and and return for another season. So yep, we'll see. And then our last piece of news. Uh, there's a lot of these going around, but the Duke defensive end Chris Rump the third has decided to forgo his senior season and enter the draft. Really interested on seeing where he lands in a draft when he's on. He's one of the better pass rushers in the NCAA. Um him and his teammate both Victor uh Demikija, they I've watched enough of their games this year. They if they had just a little bit better play behind them, Duke would have had a uh, mm. awesome team. So um he'll it'd be interesting to see where he lands. I think he's probably I want to put him in the second round somewhere. I think that's that's pretty good. You know, mid-second to mid-third, I think, is probably where he's going to go by the time he gets done testing and all that.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like I said before, it's a deep edge class the way it is. So, it, you know, it's one of those things. If he has a good combine, he can boost his stock. If he doesn't have a good combine, he can drop, you know, right. That. Fourth, fifth round, or whatnot, but I think I think he is a second, third round type guy. But, I mean, he'll have to have a big uh, um, combine to help boost those numbers. I think.
0: Yep, and like I said, there's been some more that's uh, more names this declared that's going uh, away. Um, what's his first name? Oh, I for- you you posted it the other day, and I forget his name.
1: For which one? Penn State oh um, Jason Owe. Yeah, Owe,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot his first name. I had the last name I couldn't remember. So yeah, I'm <laughs> like you with this deep of a draft class. I th- I think some of these guys have really need to take a look at this draft grade evaluation and and take that into account. Hopefully they've got the right people in their corner saying, "Hey, you know, this is a deep class. Maybe we should come back for another year." when the payday can be bigger or you can move up higher or whatever. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out.
1: And like you said, like we talked about in a lot, I don't know if it was the last one or the one before that, but about all the people that are transferring and taking advantage of that extra year and mm-hmm. seeing, you know, I guess I've paid a little bit more attention this year than I have in the past, but right. a lot of people in the transfer portal, I think at one point there was like 350 names. Oh, wow. In the transfer portal or something like that i'm like wow that's that's impressive
0: yeah and yeah. i'm seeing a lot of like division two and division three transferring to bigger schools too
1: yep, <laughs> yep. pulling the pulling the jabro cox yes oh, right there yep. yes
0: <clears throat> and that's it for the news and notes um before we get to the main event Please be sure to. Uh, we got to get a sponsor in here. Go over and check out the Thrive Fantasy app. Uh, they are a player prop uh, betting site. Um, you can go over, make your deposit, use the uh, code DIGGIT100, and they will match you up to, I think it's $50 deposit. Uh, they'll match you dollar for dollar and They you can bet on anything player prop wise. It's it's an amazing app. It's different way to play fantasy, Um, and you can go over there. It's easy to use, simple to set up, uh, and use our promo code DigIt100 and help us out here. Um, Now to the main event. Um, The Associated Press came out with their All American team today. I don't know. I've got it here on the sheet for you. some interesting names, some we know, some we we don't haven't talked about a lot. Um Rashad Weaver of Pitt, we've mentioned him quite a bit. Um Teron Jackson of Coastal Carolina was on this list. That kind of surprised me. I didn't think he would be first team.
1: Yeah uh, year. Go ahead. He, I said he had a pretty good year. If you look at if you look at this, if you look at the list, it's there's some guys on there that had you know really good years like um, Davion Nixon. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't watched too much of him. I haven't um, either. Uh, Darius Stills. He was I had him in my um, top ten interior defensive linemen at the beginning of the year. So it's good it's good to see him here. Weaver. Um, that I said, that Pittsburgh defensive line. You know, Patrick Jones. He could have been on there too. Yeah. Uh, having Collins. You know he's. Yes. <laughs> he He's the hot name right now.
0: Oh you know, gosh, is he ever? He is. Every time I turn something on, his name is popping up on IDP side right now. So
1: rightfully so, too. I mean, he's a lot of guys on this list deserve that. Patrick Sertan, Sean Wade. I you know. I, I, don't, I think uh, um, Sean Wade. You know, I think he's a great corner. I don't. I don't know if he'd have been on my first <laughs> team, but I think Sertan definitely deserves to be. Yeah.
0: Jeremiah Owusu-Kamora from Notre Dame, he's on here. Joseph Asai from Texas is on here. Some big names, but I'm like you, the Davion Nixon I've not really watched a whole lot of. Uh, Sean Wade, uh, I don't know if he would be first team for me. He's a super good corner. I just haven't watched enough of him because Ohio State hasn't played a lot. Um, Need to go look at that some more. Uh, Brandon Joseph for Northwesterns another one I need to look at a little bit more. But, yeah, you know, your Patrick Sertain and uh, Rashad Weavers and Zadian Collins, some of the big names that you expected to be there are there. So I thought it was an interesting group. Uh,
1: anybody you think got snubbed from this or? Um, Patrick Jones, I think he was one of those guys that could have been up there as well. Um, um, Elijah Molden. From Washington, I think mm-hmm. he, I don't think he would have been overweight, but he could have been uh, on there as well. Um, Jabril,
0: kinda, kinda, think, had Jabril Cox, and I was going to say Tony Fields. I think those were two that I would have kind of guessed.
1: But other than that, I mean, it's every one of them deserve it. You know, if you look at the, I know it's IDP, but if you look at the offensive side, it's it's right. pretty. Dak, you know, cop hits, Devontae, <laughs> yeah, and I mean Najee Harris, Brees Hall. It's, yep. it's a great list.
0: Yep, it sure is. I think Alabama had six. One, two, six one one, two, three, four, five,
1: six. Yes, yeah, six. None on the defensive side. Which yeah, Sertan. Oh yeah, Sertan. Besides Sertan, but yep. still it's usually it's kind of the other way around. You see more yeah. on the defensive side than the offense, but well worth it.
0: Yep absolutely so found that today before uh while i was making the show sheet thought that was interesting um we've been hearing for the past two maybe three weeks uh the reese's senior ball has been sending out invites um man if you go to their website you can see the full list there is a ton mm-hmm. of uh, talent that's accepted and it's just not ordinary talent either it's some big stars Um uh, you know, they've got Elijah Molden, who you just mentioned, Thomas Graham from Oregon, Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas. That's a name that a lot of people don't know, but as a defensive back, go watch his tape. That kid's the real deal. He could be uh, this year's uh, Jeremy Chin of sorts. Uh, he can do it all. Uh, you got Marvin Wilson, the defensive line, and Wyatt Hubert, Carlos Basham. I know you're huge on him. Love that. Um, uh, defense in it, Rashad Weaver, uh, Malcolm Kuntz of Buffalo, Patrick Jones, there's the, the other Pittsburgh guy, Quincy Roche, your guy Jabril Cox, Rashad Hamilcar of uh, Oregon State, Tony Fields, who I just mentioned for West Virginia, Richard LeCount, Hamza Dean, and Richie Grant of UFC. So it's a star-studded um, cast or list that they have, and like I said, there's too many to mention. There's... I was looking at it today and I bet I looked at it for a good hour. It maybe one of the more loaded senior bowls that I've seen in a long time. So,
1: yeah, I'm actually looking at the list you know as we speak and
0: and the offense is just as big. Wow. If you're, it's just as big. I was it, like, "Wow.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a loaded. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch this.
0: You yeah, know, I think it's in Right at the end of January when this takes place,
1: 30th, I believe.
0: Yeah, somewhere in there. So, yeah, definitely will be tuned into that. Would love to be going down there this year, but I've not been yet, but I was wanting to go. So, but with all this going on with COVID and stuff, I'm not sure. So, maybe next year.
1: Yeah, and there's, and if you look at the list, there's there are a few guys on here that didn't play this mm-hmm. year. Got. Put their names on there, so you know the, or they weren't able to play or you know whatever. But it's good to see them getting getting out there and being able to like Nasraldeen. I don't think he played. Ever, I don't think he played at all this year.
0: If he did, it was very little. I don't think he did either. But this is going to be huge for him because it, it actually gives these scouts and coaches it gives them a little bit of a live look at him, you know, in practice because they do it week long and then in the game. So. Um, I think uh, something like this could be
1: huge for him. Between this and the um, combine, mm-hmm. it'll be will be interesting. I, I really like the Ohio State linebackers, Baron Browning and Tough Borland. Both mm-hmm. the guys got invited and accepted. So, that, like I said, it's Shock at Tony for Penn State. Yeah, the, the
0: it's who's who. I'm telling you, uh, Trey Smith from Tennessee, the offensive tackle's going down there. So it's not it's. <laughs> On both sides, it is stacked, top Stop. to bottom. So yeah,
1: okay, yep. Looks yeah, be like
0: a lot of good talent going there. Can't wait to watch. It. Probably one of my favorite games of the year, and probably one of my favorite periods of the season is this uh, Reese's All Star Bowl, uh, Reese's Senior Bowl, uh, the Collegiate Pl- uh, Players Bowl. Um, the east west shrine game. I love getting this mixture of players together and see they're there for a week. Some some of them's less than a week. So it's nice to see how they how quickly they can pick up together and interact and, and put stuff together um uh, that quick a time. So
1: you know I from the in my past I didn't you know before I started really doing this I didn't really watch the senior bowl or any of that very closely but um over the past year or so, the last one and then this one, it's, I pay real close attention to it, and it's it's definitely fun to watch and a must a must watch.
0: Yeah, I've been watching it the last few years myself. Uh, before that, I hadn't, I had kind of watched it, but not like I have the last two or three, and I was actually, the other day I'd found my notes where I'd watched one from a couple years ago uh, where Marcus Davenport had such a good game down there. Um, it was fun to go back and kind of look at all my notes and know what we know now, like a Puna Ford. And so, uh yeah, it's just interesting to go back and look and see what you thought then and, and then kind of compare it to what you're thinking now. So
1: it'd be fun to watch though. That's for sure. Yes. And after that, and we have, uh, um, I think Division or FCS is still going to be playing ball too. So, oh gosh,
0: I forgot about that. They start up at the first of the year, don't they?
1: Uh, I think it was February, actually. Let's see. When does NDS – I think NDS used first games in. I February. think that is right. Let's. I'll look here. We'll talk so, uh,
0: oh yeah. So we will have some good, good because now that the uh, Division One's over, I can kind of focus on the lower uh, Division Two and Three guys.
1: Yep. Yep, uh, their first game would actually be the 21st of February.
0: Oh, okay, so it's a really late start then.
1: Yep, so it's after after the Super Bowl and all that. Then, So wait. I wonder
0: if any of these kids will use Trey Lance, even though he's already said he, what he's doing. Do they start their season – and play as much as they can, and then when it becomes combine time or whatever, they kind of opt out then. Because that's going to be putting them under the crunch. Because you're only going to have about, what, a month, month and a half of games maybe at most before that hits?
1: Yeah, if that.
0: Yeah, if that. I mean, are they looking to put some kind of – do you think they're looking to put something on tape at least? Or
1: (sighs) – I think I, I don't I don't know. I mean that's that's cutting it close. Yeah. You don't want to I mean I I can see it happening with, with some people doing it, but I, I don't see a lot of I, I won't see a lot of people doing it. I mean actually the combine's in February. So they won't have really any time. Oh I'm in-
0: thinking of the draft. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm thinking of the
1: draft so yeah. Cause I don't I I think if you're If you're in the combine or if you're gonna do the combine, I don't I don't see them playing. Yeah, there's no way you can play really. I don't see them playing any any I think that's why Lance already declared and yeah because it's too it's a you know it's right around combine time and then the draft's two months after that, so
0: yeah. The draft is I I get my dates mixed up. I keep thinking of the draft, but that's what it was. Anyway. Um, and while we have while we're speaking about the draft and uh players turning pro or staying or whatever, now is a great time to mention the magazine that we did last year. Mm -hmm. Doing it for those of y'all who uh follow us at IDP guys and saw the uh the magazines that we put together, uh, offense and defense. We're doing it again this year, it's going to be bigger, better, more information. We've already got a head start on it. It is going to be amazing. So be sure to uh, keep watch for that. We'll uh, post the links as soon as that becomes available to you. I think you can still buy last year's right now. Uh, I think those are still available if you want to catch up on some of those. But uh,
1: <laughs> my phone, my computer is acting a little crazy right now.
0: <laughs> Eric's having technical difficulties over there. <laughs> So, yeah, be sure to keep a watch out for that. I'm sure we'll all be tweeting it. It'll be on the IDP guys uh, homepage. And uh, well, great bunch of riders and scouts uh, doing this, putting this together. It's going to be, like I said, bigger and better than last year's. I I think it's going to blow last year's completely out of the water. So, can't wait to actually, I'm already getting started on some of that stuff. So, can't wait till we start putting that together and that it, uh, it gets out there.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I am with you. I think this year's gonna be better. Um with us having a little bit more of a head start than we did last year. Yeah. Well, I came in late to the, the project altogether, but I was pretty happy and now that we're getting to it already, it's I mean it's just getting the itch to I mean it's draft season. I mean yep. once once November hits, for me anyway, it's like all right, we're gonna start looking at the draft and and going from there, but I, I think this year it's, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't wait, and I used our uh, magazine a lot last year. I kept going back to it and referring to it and looking at what you guys um, said about certain players that I just wasn't up to date on or wasn't too uh, high on to see what I was missing, and uh, yeah, it helped me out a lot, so can't wait to get this year's uh, going and uh, get it out there. Alright, let's see here. We're going to move right along. So we had we now know the final four for the college football playoffs. Mm. It's Alabama, Clemson, um, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Would that have been your final four?
1: We can say it, but yeah. I I still like I still don't like Ohio State with only having that many games and Big twelve making an exception and all that. But I mean, in reality, Ohio State I think is better than Texas AM. <sighs> See, I don't I don't know man. In Notre Dame, I mean, yeah, they got blasted by Clemson the, the second game, but the first game they beat him. I mean, I I can definitely make a case. The only make a case for Alabama Clemson and Notre Dame. Ohio State's the only one that is on my fence. I mean, I'd probably still choose them over AM, but this just leads to, there needs to be more than four teams.
0: Exactly. I would I would probably boot Ohio State out and put Texas a in, because they lost early in the season, and then they got hot and on a roll, and that's the type of team that's just tearing people up. That's the type of teams you want in a playoff.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we all want Cincinnati and all, yes. but I think to me they need
0: to expand this to eight teams.
1: I agree. I'm with if you.
0: It, I, I, if you don't want to do like Division Two and Division Three, where you've got what 16 teams or whatever it is, yep. I get it. Expand this to eight teams. You put and I and I, here's where I would kind of differentiate because every year there's always a Boise State, there's always a Cincinnati seems here lady. Um there's always that. I would make. I would expand to eight, and I would at least make one, or maybe even two of those spots. Automatic bids for non-power five teams. That that puts Cincinnati in there. That probably. I mean, you're looking at this year. Maybe Coastal Carolina. Maybe Liberty. Uh, they deserve to be in conversation. They can't help what conference they're in. And who they're playing, especially in a year where you're not playing out-of-conference games, uh, I think if you do eight teams, you know that gives you your other two teams, like a Texas A&M and whoever you wanted to put in. That gives you your six teams. Then you got the two at-large bids for the non-power five teams, and and just play it up. You know, you've you've got to undefeat Cincinnati. See how see how let them see how they stack up and how good they are. Maybe they get blown out. Maybe they pull a stunner in the first round. You never know. And then it also gives you a team like Texas A and M, who, you know, they they got blown out by Alabama <laughs> early on, but you know they're as hot as any team in the country. They deserve to be in the in the college
1: playoffs. Yep. So i uh, just looking up. I pulled up the final college football rankings. So let's just say your your top six get in, and then your top, you get your two four. Um, the non, the non G five schools so Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas A M, Oklahoma would have been would, would have been your top six.
0: I'll be okay with that.
1: With Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina, um finish you know getting the two, the two on non G five. You know what?
0: I, I'm not hating that at all
1: because
0: no matter mm-hmm. how many teams or what your cutoff is, you're always going to have well, what about this team? What about this team? But you know, you've got the same four in and you're putting Texas A&M and Oklahoma in. I think those are two pretty deserving teams, which would have made, you know, Iowa State, they could have had a shot, maybe an Indiana could have had a shot. It gives those type of teams a better shot at making it. And Mm -hmm. then just the two, I call them at large bids for the non-power five, you know, Cincinnati undefeated. They whether they can compete or not, they need to be rewarded for an undefeated season. Coastal Carolina played exceptional this year. They need to be rewarded. So I think those type of teams, you got two spots for them. You got your six for your major power fives or whatever. I think it's eight is where you need to be. You can still keep your bowl games in it because you've already seen. You know they rotate the national championship bowl game every year, right? It's a different one, mm-hmm. so I think you can get these other three bowls or other four bowls, whatever you need, in there, and uh, keep everything else the same.
1: Yeah, I agree, and i like, I think the college football playoff is better than the BCS was. You know, like it's so we made a slight step forward. It's just, all yeah. right. I'm really, you know, sick of seeing the same four teams in there. Yeah,
0: and there. I mean that's really what what it's come down to.
1: It is. You know, you know before
0: the season starts that Alabama and Clemson are automatically going to be right there.
1: Yep, and like, I mean, LSE was in there last year and ended yeah. up winning it, but still, let's expand it to eight. Let's let let's throw a little bit more uh, variety in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay, if you put Alabama up against Coastal Carolina, I mean, Alabama's probably going to thrash them. But no, It's called football. We never know. Right. And they don't like – and yeah, probably don't like that on TV and whatnot, but I still think eight would be- I think it
0: would be a bigger draw than most people think because I- you, you put an undefeated Cincinnati up against a big, you know, Clemson or Alabama. Yes, probably odds are everybody's already automatically thinking, well, they're going to get creamed. Yep. But, man, it's it would be nice to see them compete. You know, at least that's their shot. They can say, hey, we had a shot. We just didn't take care of it.
1: Yep. Yeah. You never know. It's college football. We've seen, you know, no. How long
0: was it we went in uh, college basketball before we saw the 16 upset the one? And once it happened, it was like the floodgates opened, you know? That was awesome, by the way. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, Just uh, I think that creates a whole new dynamic, a whole new atmosphere. And maybe, uh, you know, if you don't want to lose some of the bowl, if you don't want to put those bowl games, uh, maybe give in that first round, you give those top four seeds a home game. Mm -hmm. Reward them with a home game like that. And, uh, I mean, there's so many things you can do, so many opportunities. It's just I was watching a big thing today that these bowls are driving college football. Oh, yeah. They're so driving it. They don't want any type of change because they think it was going to hurt them. And actually it's not. If they would just loosen up and let the NCAA uh, broaden this playoff, it it could be so much more money because it's more games. Agreed. It's more games. So
1: If you you look at it, I mean, obviously this year was kind of an exception to normal years, but you see you have Cincinnati, you have Coastal Carolina, you have BYU, you have Louisiana, San Jose State, and Tulsa. You have those schools you would never usually see in a top twenty-five. Which is, it's it's awesome to see that these teams are in there and getting recognition.
0: Yeah, and I and I think they deserve it. I mean, like I said, they can't really help who they play. Nope. Um, I know an undefeated. Conference USA is not as good as an undefeated SEC team. We're not saying that, you know. There's really no comparison, but I just think expanding to eight, given two at large, I think that kind of gives them a shot to be rewarded. And you know, if they don't make the criteria, then maybe you can you can figure out a wrinkle. You know, if you don't have an undefeated or a one loss at large, then you can bring in another team, you know, mm-hmm. from the Power Five. So. I think there's ways you can do it, and there's criteria you can set up. It can't be worse than what we've had in the past. So
1: anything was better than the BCS. Okay. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> although although my Vols did win a BCS national championship, so it, so not all is bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, so did my Florida State. So. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, like I said, it, yes, eight teams would be great, you know, and then obviously and then we're going to go, oh, we need 16. But, I mean, eight is better than four, and it just yeah. it gives everybody a little bit more to, you know, al- let's just say they did the top eight, Alabama versus Cincinnati. Clemson versus Florida, that'd be a good one. Ohio State versus Oklahoma, and Notre Dame against A&M. Those, I mean, everyone oh, those, those would be some good games. would be some good games. You know, in Georgia, Iowa State, Indiana, you know, finished nine, 10, 11. Yeah. You know, I think it would be, it'd be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. And I'm kind of with you. I think it's now, right now, it's every year, it's, you're fighting for two spots because every year everybody knows Alabama, Clemson's going to be in it. So it's kind of already watered, it's already narrowed down the field. So I think opening up those extra four spots gives everybody a chance, gives your, non-Power 5 guys a chance to make an impact, you know, if they can wow the committee or whatever, because like BYU, they were blowing people out for most of the year, so um, I just think that's the smart thing and the right thing to do uh, for everyone all around, even the money-hungry bowls and NCAA, so I think we'll get there. How long, I don't know, but I think we're trending that way eventually.
1: Slowly but surely.
0: Small steps. Slowly but surely. Better late than never, I guess. Agreed. <laughs> well, I'm kind of a quick show tonight. Uh, got started a little late. We didn't get any uh, any questions. I kind of was late putting it out there. So if y'all have any questions, you can ask us next week. Hit us up. We're always on Twitter. You can follow us on uh, Divi IDP Grind on Twitter. You can follow me at Hollywood Titan. Uh you can follow Eric at EGH one five two eight IDP. Um that <laughs> always crazy. Um we're just everywhere. I'm at IDP guys. Eric, you are
1: at Dynasty Nerds, yep. um, at NFL Draft Bible. That's the one I was trying to think of. Yep. I yep. That one that one that one's a new one and um I, you know at um the Dynasty Draft Room during- and NFL draft Bible combined together. So that's more of my more NFL draft type stuff. So,
0: yeah. And this is my time of year.
1: Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, lo-
0: I love fantasy football and managing teams and everything. And, but this is my favorite time of year when I, when the play fantasy's over and now you're, you're starting to dig into these prospects and the combines and these all star games. And there's just so much stuff that, you don't see during the season and you can watch. And now that they come to these all-star games and stuff like that, bowl games, you're like, oh, wow, I need to watch him. And you start digging into it, Uh, building your big boards, building your draft boards. uh, Just I could do this all day long. I wish I could do it year round.
1: (laughs) I agree. Yeah, the the draft is, like I said, it's one of my favorite times. It always has been. Um, I used to watch all seven rounds. And it was I didn't do much, you know, when I was a lot when I was younger. But you know, right. watch as much of it as I can, or pay attention to it. And so it it'll be interesting to be a little bit more on this side of it this time, instead of just sitting and watching it. Now doing watching the tape and doing all that type of stuff. It it you know gives a little bit more in depth with it and why why these players went to where they did and so on and so forth.
0: Yep. Can't wait to see Xavier uh, uh, and Collins get in there and mix it up. So excited to see him, players like that. So. Yep. Well, that about does it, unless you have anything
1: else. I do. the Our my final predictions.
0: Oh, our final predictions. Yeah, I almost forgot. Thank you. Um, since you reminded, I will let you go first. We'll do the first game, um, Alabama versus Notre Dame.
1: Alabama, I think is. I mean, Alabama's just. I mean, it's Alabama. They're gonna. I think they're gonna take on Notre Dame, forty-eight to seventeen. Um, I could see Notre Dame putting up a few more points, but I think Alabama will win. Win that game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think they roll. I think Notre Dame will be a little better than it was last time these two teams met, and Alabama just steamrolled them. I think uh, Notre Dame. We'll give them a little closer fight, but I've got Alabama forty-three, Notre Dame twenty-three. I just, I just think uh, the Crimson Tide is just too much for uh, them to handle. Too many weapons, and if they get Jalen Waddle back, (laughs) just it's done. Uh, Just add,
1: you know, add insult to injury. Yeah, that's salt in the wound. So that's what I was looking for. Uh,
0: Up next, we have number two Clemson versus Ohio State.
1: I'm going Clemson in this one. What they did to Notre Dame last week, and what Trevor Lawrence back. I think he just. I mean, Clemson is great the way they are, and the um, you know, took Notre Notre Dame took them to the limits, you know, the first time they met. But yeah, I I think Clemson's too good. And Ohio State, their defense can be questionable at times. And with how I, what Justin Fields looked like you know, last week against – me Man, he was horrible. Against Northwestern, uh, I'll, I'll take Clemson, 42-21.
0: Yeah. For the record, Northwestern should have beat them last week. Should have. Should have beat them. Justin so Fields, hard. as you mentioned, did not play well at all. Uh, just a horrible game for him. If they could have um, the
1: run, they would have – They were doing good that first half, but that second they just... just. Yeah,
0: they let it get away from them, and they still had their chances to win it going down the stretch there, so...
1: Yep, it was still Um, a good game, though.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a really good game. Uh, I'm with you. I think Clemson rolls. Um, I think this is for your Mac Jones, your um, Devontae Smith, your uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think this is just one more final showcase for the Heisman. And I think Trevor's going to be fired up. They're going to come out and blow the doors off of uh, the Buckeyes. I've got them winning 47-19. to Uh, And it may not even be that close. uh, And maybe not even the Notre Dame or Alabama-Notre Dame game be that close either. I'm just giving both benefit of the doubt that they can hang in there.
1: I'm more excited to watch Alabama versus Clemson.
0: I am too, and we'll get to that prediction next week. Uh, if that's the case, we, we could be wrong, Eric. Right?
1: We could be. We very well could be. I mean, We could be. This is just our predictions and, and what we see happening, obviously, with football. And, you know, we've seen, we didn't really think LSU was going to beat Florida, but they did. And you just never know. And that's what's fun about college football is the unpredictability.
0: Yeah. And that's why I say <laughs> to go back to it a little bit, real quick. You expand to eight, give those two at large. You never know what can happen. Uh, a hot Texas AM team could steamroll right through. You know, Cincinnati fired up as an undefeated team. Maybe they don't win it, but maybe they knock off a big boy and, and turn the whole thing around. So, you, like you said, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I can't wait. There's bowl games tomorrow yep. um,
1: Te- Texas and Colorado.
0: Yeah, I think that's the early game, right?
1: Uh, I think so.
0: I think there's one at noon. There's one at noon. Then um, I want to say Oklahoma State and somebody plays at 530. So I should hopefully be home in time to watch that. And then I'll be watching the late game.
1: Oklahoma State and Miami is the first game. And then Texas and Colorado is the second game.
0: Hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I could have swore there was a noon game. Lesser teams. No.
1: There's one on uh, the 30th. There's uh Wake Forest in Wisconsin, mm. that's at noon. I think that's what I was thinking of. Oklahoma and Florida is the Cotton Bowl. Mm. Okay,
0: so good. Maybe I can get off in time to uh, catch the start of the Oklahoma State game and, uh, and then watch the late game. So, yeah, definitely will be tuned in and uh, getting my uh, – scouting going on i got notebooks over here and pens and all that i've <laughs> i've got stuff laying everywhere
1: stuff over here ready to go and <laughs> i watched the tape earlier today so getting ready for it
0: all righty i think that's about all we have for tonight you know where to find us you uh, follow our writings you follow our tweets our craziness and um uh, Be sure to listen each week. We're going to be doing this, I think, each week now. I think we finally got our schedule, so even with the holidays and stuff, we're got everything going, so we'll be churning out some stuff. So if you have questions, get them to us. We'll get you the answers, um, and we'll help you out the best we can.
1: Yep, and I think the next one we'll do is probably after um, the semifinal games Mm -hmm. between the, the national championships, so Hopefully we'll get one in there and get our prediction for that one.
0: Yep, yep. we will try our best. Even if we have to uh, maybe get a real quick one in, we'll, uh,
1: we'll get it down. To get our prediction in, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. We'll get it. We'll get it
0: in. We'll get it in for you guys. Yes, we will. All righty, so we are done. I am Hollywood Titan. He is Eric Haroff, and uh, we will see you next week. See you guys. <laughs> um.